All right, guys, welcome to the Convo Podcast. We are back for another week of um, fuckery. And <laughs> um, I actually want to introduce um, some people. We have D joining us again, um, the infamous D. And I actually have um, a new guest on this week. Um, this is a great friend of mine, an old friend. And I hit her up and asked her, would she like to, to record with me today? And she was all for it. So she's recording um, remotely. Everyone say hello to Malaika. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. This is what this is going down. We about to do this. <laughs> We're about to get get up. Um, so kind of the, um, well, how was your, how was your guys week? Uh, Malaika, we'll start with you. Well, with the COVID, it was pretty much the same. I just stay in the house. I've been working out, though. Okay, I've been working out. I got me some booty bands or whatever. So, uh, like I said earlier, booty going to be popping for summer 2022 because that's the next time we could go outside. But other than that, uh, and I'm, I'm working from home. Yeah, I'm working I'm working from home <laughs> doing training. I'm jealous because I wish I could be working from home, so... Both the both of my guests are actually working from home, so um, screw them. Um, so, D, how was your week? Um, my week was kind of busy. I started a new job. It, it's the same job, but a new job. I'm working with a new division at work, so they've been driving me nuts. Um, of course, I don't want to work from home, but it is what it is. So I'm stuck in the house. But other than that, I had a pretty good week. No complaints. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing, working. And my week was, I mean, pretty normal. I mean, work per usual. Um, waiting for the weekend, counting down the days. So um, tomorrow's Thursday. So I'm like two days away from the weekend. So I'm like, you know, I'm almost excited. Um, so we're going to kind of get into the topics. Um of this week, so select topics that I chose. Um, and the first one is um, Russell and Sierra welcome new baby boy. Um, they named him Wynn. And um, I'm excited. They're one of my favorite couples. Uh, I know we shouldn't, you know, necessarily put people on a pedestal. And I necessarily don't put them on a pedestal, but they are one of my favorite couples. So I'm I'm excited that they are starting this they're they're starting their family with their three beautiful children. Um yes, Russell is future's daddy. So they're three beautiful children. Three. So how do you guys feel about that, Malika? I I'm extremely happy for them. They are super cute and I feel what you're saying about not idolizing uh celebrity couples or people we don't know. But they're super cute. I love to see their Instagram posts and stories. And uh, yeah, uh, baby win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Oh, <laughs> He's cute. I wouldn't name my baby that, but still. <laughs> cute. Definitely wouldn't have named my baby that, no. Um, 
I'm happy for them. I think I'm all about black love, black families. So kudos to them. I mean, I don't really idolize them. I don't think I follow either Sierra or Russell. But every time I see them, you know, it makes me happy because it's a black family. They look happy. So that's all that matters to me. So, um, once again, like I said, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, and I like to see that, you know, when, when little children come into the world, I really don't like kids, but you know, I like to see other people having them. Um, so once again, congrats to Russell and Sierra. Um, and you know, congrats on your new baby boy. Now, this next topic is real messy. It's real local and it's real messy. Um, so we have Supercent. Um, famously, she was famously known from Vine originally. And then she kind of got famous on Instagram and different other social media platforms and kind of made a name for herself. She released the um, the, the makeup kit, Crayon Case, and... Um, so yeah, and we all, you know, the different controversy that that kind of follows her with her relationship, um, from the plastic surgeries, all that kind of stuff. So it was recently um, put out that her man actually. So I'm not clear. Did he cheat again, or like? So he didn't cheat by uh, penetration. He cheated by, you know, kind of like, kind of like to catch a predator. Like he never got through with the action, but, and I'm, and I'm saying to catch a predator literally because the girl was apparently underage, um, allegedly. Okay. So she lied. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna let you guys elaborate on. I was actually trying to follow the stories a little hard because there was a lot of information coming out. So um, I'm gonna start with D on this. I feel like she know more than the rest of us. So I'm gonna actually start with D on this. So of course, Black Twitter with shambles the other day. He got caught texting. Now either way, it's a little predatory. Cause I'm giving him a little bit too much credit because the girl's really 17, but she told him she was 18, but he's in his thirties. So, and if you read the messages, he sounds like really old and she sounds really young. Like if you read the message, you could tell it's an old man and a young girl, like, because she was like, Oh, well, you know, I have a job at Foot Locker and it's just like, girl, like, and the crazy thing is my first job was Foot Locker, but as a 25-year-old now, you won't catch me, like, bragging, like, oh, I work at Foot Locker. And he messaged her back and was like, oh, well, you know, a lot of people your age don't even like the work, and that's good. And she, the part that bothered me, and I'm trying to, like, give y'all a quick, she gave him, like, a a bio. And I don't know the last time a man texted me and I gave him, like, a bio of, oh, I got three sisters, and, you know, I got a job, and I just graduated, and I'm just out here living like, baby, you'll find out when you find out. I'm grown. (laughs) I'm grown. We're not gonna do this through text. And he was just like, whenever she didn't reply, he would, like, send, like, three and four messages. Just like, calm down. Like, you have a whole fiancé. 
And he said that it was when him and Super broke up. But then one of the messages, he was like, you know, I just got back with my fiance. So it's just like, you lying. He tried to he tried to get her to fly to Miami by herself, and he kept telling her, "Oh, you got me so turned on, and I can't wait till I see you and what we gonna do." And I was just like, "Uh, this is nasty. It's just it's embarrassing because you're living in a house with your fiance and you texting a child about what you're gonna do to her, how she got you so turned on, and you got catfished in 2020. That's another thing. That's embarrassing." I would be mad. I would just be simply mad that my man got catfished because you didn't FaceTime or do nothing. You didn't fact check because the girl in the pictures is from California and she got like social. She got OnlyFans and all. You didn't fact check those photos. You you just went with it. He's stupid. You're super stupid too. Because you took it back after the first time. But let's just. Be, it's kind of like karma a little bit. And well, I would. Because Super always got something to say about everybody else's relationship, and she always in the comments somewhere. Now it's her turn. So I mean, do I feel for as a woman? I feel bad for her because we've all been there. But at the same time, as much as she talked and she knew what he was doing the first time, this shouldn't surprise her. If she go back, that's on her body. But it's stupid. It's stupid as hell. All right. Uh, well, so I don't know as much as you, but I only know uh, from uh, the little I've seen on Black Twitter and uh, the Shade Room. But from the comments that I was seeing, everyone was so, like, irked by him calling her my little juvie. And, okay, that's gross. I mean, reading the whole messages was disgusting. But there's this one part in that message that everyone seemed to skip over, and he asked her when she broke her virginity, and I just thought that, oh, that was, was the weird. most disgusting thing that I would ever read from a grown-ass man to this young girl. Like, what What are you saying? That part, it made my stomach turn just a little bit. I was like, this is disgusting. Why would you ask somebody that? That means that you... I don't know. It, it felt very predatory on his end mm-hmm. when... I was reading that, and I did get, like, this weird secondhand embarrassment thinking he was a creep. So that's my take on the whole thing. I don't know a lot about what Sue be doing to other people, but uh, I'm with her. Fuck that nigga. Uh, Niggas do stay nigging. And let him go somewhere else and do all that other shit because, obviously, he wants to do what he want to do. She a whole millionaire. She got the baby. She got the money. Uh, Kick that nigga to the curb. He's disgusting. So yeah, I I agree totally with both of y'all. Um, it was to me it was very hard to follow because I don't I no longer follow the Shade Room, so I didn't like follow any of that because you know Shade Room's a little messy and they're very um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're problematic and they're like they start trouble. They they click they they are they're very. Their 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 agenda is very known of what they're trying to get out and who, how they feel. So, um, I I actually am a part of some of those groups that they kind of attack sometimes on there. So, I just avoid it. Um, but I did follow some of the story on Black Twitter, and I did read the messages. I am with you. They were very predatory. Um, now only thing I want to say is. Like when he called her my little juvie, that was very, 
that's very like region based because that is even though it's still predatory don't get me wrong but i understood what he was saying like because sometimes people can refer to you as a juvie when you're just young right like you could be early 20s and they older than you like oh that's my juvie right so but it still does not excuse his grown-ass man behavior um you're like 30 plus you have a, a, a his, his baby is not that old what the baby's like a couple years old that you just had like sit down somewhere and then also didn't you like it was his fault that she got beat up not long ago remember that happened at reginelli's on magazine i remember she got beat up what Apparently, like, it was some like an argument with him, about him. She says something to the girl like about her her child's paternity or something like that. The girl told her like, "It's on site. When I see, I'm gonna beat your ass." Right. We know New Orleans is not that big. Like, we all live here. We know it's not that big. People be at the Rouses. People be at the at the at every fucking festival there is. You gonna see everybody in a fucking in a mall at the festival. So you was talking shit. She walked up to you in Magazine Street. She she pepper sprayed Lou and commenced to beating Super's ass. He could have helped because because apparently. Yes, they was in Reginelli's. And apparently, the people that told the story was like, Super was like hollering, Lou, get this bitch off me. Get this bitch off me. <laughs> That's not funny, y'all, but it is. Okay. Swing. You better be swinging. What's that song by uh, uh, you keep you send me swinging? You better be swinging. In the world of young Miami, I want my nigga to be one of you hoes up for me. Okay. <laughs> talking shit about me. But I just, I, I mean, I, no one deserves it. No one deserves to be embarrassed like that. But um, I hope this is a lesson learned for her. Um, I don't think not because no offense, but you know, and I'm probably gonna get a little flack for this, but. When you live somewhere, you kind of know, like, the, the the ghetto where you live, like, the ghetto-ass bitches where you live. She gonna... This ain't gonna... This ain't enough for her. This ain't enough for her. Apparently, his dick must be made of gold. It's not. It never is. The last thing I got <laughs> They're probably trash, to be honest. Any nigga asking a girl when she broke her virginity, dick trash. That is not grown man dick right there. That is trash dick with... No stroke. None. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what I think. That dick trash. What? He got baby pumps. <laughs> that's well, why you want to know. Sense. How much good dick have you had <laughs> before I come? <laughs> what makes me think Super is not done as much she says she is is because she was so excited to post and be like, oh, I figured I figured out the catfish because baby, look. If me and my man go through, I don't give a damn about who the catfish is, what you did. Y'all can all kiss my ass. That's how I feel. But she posted an essay about how she was watching her live and the girl phone put her real name and then she figured out that this person was following that person. And I was just like, you worry about the wrong shit. You worry about who the catfish is. You need to be worried about well, that know. nigga. Get on his ass. So I just, 
She talked a good game and she said, you know, she's not gonna forgive him, but in two months we're gonna see them happy on Instagram like ain't she happy. Mm-hmm. And and, I'm, and and my last thing is you're gonna see like bitches like that, they be real mad and then like <laughs> in a couple months they be together and if you bring it up they get mad at you. I block <laughs> <laughs> I will block all y'all. Stick keep that negative shit out my inbox. This and that. Bitch, it ain't. You don't want us to keep it out your. Bitch, keep it out your inbox. Bitch, tell him to keep it out. Keep it in his pants. Fuck. Stay out the streets. Stay out the don't streets. Because apparently everyone knows him. Everyone knows him. Like I work with people who has a story about that man. So. Oh, he just needs to keep it in his pants and go sit down somewhere. A new body and can't keep a man. That 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 fake ass can't keep your nigga home. Nikki was preaching. Y'all ain't want to listen. So, um, good luck to you, Super. Um, more power to you, girl. Um, you know, I'll give. We gonna give her the 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 the, the black fist of uh, righteousness for black girls. Um, so the next topic is, um, it's, it's one that's been an ongoing topic for a long time. It's just recently getting some light, but so Ellen is under investigation for kind of some workplace things, uh, like some discrimination, some racism, um, a lot of like the isms, um, so I'm I'm not surprised because I've been hearing about some things for a long time and I think we all kind of have. It's been some rumblings. Um there have even been celebrities that have talked about her. And um so I'm actually going to start with Malika because you actually have some some like back back stories on back some back. things. So I'll start with you first. Yeah, so you know, I, actually, y'all don't know, but I am from L.A., well, Pasadena, you know. But I lived in Hollywood, and we used to have these random parties in our apartment complex. And I happened just to meet this girl, random girl, white girl, and we were all talking. And she went in on the tyrant that Ellen was. This is about seven, seven and a half years ago. So when the stories broke... Uh, this was not any news to me. This was validation. Uh, she was like, she was a bitch. She didn't, don't talk to her. Don't look her in the eye type shit. Uh, just, uh, she said she was so mean, so horrible, rude as fuck. I just, I couldn't believe it. Well, I did believe it because it's Hollywood and nothing in Hollywood is as it seems. Like, absolutely nothing. And so, you know, when all these stories were coming out, uh, of late or in these past like couple of years but we're seeing a lot more of it now uh i was like well that girl that white girl did tell me this was even before you know the race the racial part had even brought got into it uh man i was like she did tell me ellen was a raging bitch and she was a tyrant she was a psychopath rude mean people crying and shit like that i guess they don't have no hr thank god we got hr but okay because we don't play that shit but yeah so that's my story from seven seven and a half years ago that this girl told me that that we used to work she used to work on the ellen show wow 
Yeah, she quit. And she was it was money. She quit. Damn. So D, what do you what do you kinda have? So the other thing, y'all a little bit more knowledgeable, y'all got like more stories on it. But I've heard like I've seen the Twitter stories and I've seen things over time. And it's kind of one of those you don't want to believe it, but you have to. And you can't put anything past Hollywood. And you also always have to remember that the persona they put on is a face. Or I like to call it a robot. That's their robot. They put it on. They go out. She could dance, you know, embrace our culture, dance with us, you know, fake support us, throw some money at, you know, charities or throw some money at the cause. But behind closed doors these stories could very much be true because that's the persona she's putting on that's the robot she has to look good to the public to keep everything together but you know everybody's not filming her every day behind the stage because they don't want to lose their jobs they don't want to do this they don't want to do that so it was at first it's kind of it's very hard for me to picture like ellen like being a raging bitch but i also had to tell myself like i can't discredit these stories because i don't know ellen personally Mm -hmm. so that's when it clicked to me you don't know that you don't know her. So, you know, I think it's it's sad to see somebody that I really liked do all this shit behind closed doors. Because I, I over the years, have been a big fan of Ellen. Even when I was a kid, I used to watch the Ellen show. And even now, as I'm an adult, sometimes I'll, you know, look and see what Ellen's doing. But, hey, man, we don't know these celebrities. And you can't support them just because, oh, well, she never did anything to me. You don't. You never. I'll probably never meet Ellen in my life. So it's easy for me to say she never did it to me, or well, I don't see that. So I just always try to stick with the masses of my black people, and it's looking like Ellen gotta go. She might be canceled. Uh, it's pending, but it's looking like she's gonna be canceled. So um, I actually um heard stories like you know, back in the day as well, not as long as Malika, but I start hearing stories like pop up on Twitter. One, you know, um, there was actually a guess there was an actress and I cannot remember her name. She went on the Ellen show and she checked her about something. It was kind of like this awkward like thing that they had. And she pretty much was like confirmed that Ellen was not that nice to her. And it was a white actress. She was a young girl of a young woman and they kind of had this banter back and forth and it was real awkward i would never forget watching i was like Ooh, that was like that was no like that wasn't planned so then i think all the stories start really coming out honestly i started hearing a lot of more stories and bulk was like a couple months ago during quarantine and like there was a twitter thread of people telling their stories about her and one a security guard told a story like her, her personal bodyguard told a story about how she was rude as hell to him he she was the worst celebrity he he's ever worked with and he did say he he said her wife Portia de Rossi was very nice to him but he said Ellen was a was a bitch um there was an intern who told a story that she had just started she was excited she got in the elevator and she like looked at her and she was like, why is this intern looking at me? Like, interns okay. are not supposed to look at me. Okay. Because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm looking at. Okay. And if I don't stop, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Because you can't fight me. You got them bodyguards. 
put the bodyguards out this elevator and I'll wax your ass up in this bitch. But and I think all of this really kind of came into fruition when remember she posted she got heat when she posted that video during quarantine of like she compared her being in her mansion to like being in jail. And people were kind of pissed. That was her. People were kind of pissed at that because, bitch, here we go living in fucking, what, 800 square feet and this and that. And, bitch, you, you in a sprawling fucking mansion and you talking about I'm in prison. And then, actually, people in prison are actually going through fucking, like, not so great shit. And here you go comparing that. Like, absolutely not. And um, I remember her also getting some heat when, like, the Black Lives Matter, like, stuff was going on during the quarantine. And she said something. And people had to get her ass together. And she donated after that. But, Ellen... You are part of a marginalized community, but I have always told people this. Just because people are are gay, they are lesbian or gay, racism still exists in those communities. It is it is the reason that I do not fuck with white gay men. I don't do it. Cause you ain't gonna just use me for this say cause you want my big black hog. Okay? You think I'm fucking playing, but that shit is serious. They, oh, how big is your cock? If you don't get out of my fucking inbox, Chad, cause you ain't got shit for me. I don't want your flat ass. How big is how big is your cock? <laughs> How big is your cock? <laughs> I'm I'm literally like, but that's why I don't fuck in white lesbians too, because white lesbians are the center of like white gay men kind of co-opted the whole pride movement initially because the the initial pride movement was started by, of course, black trans people and black gay people. And white gays kind of co-opted the movement and white lesbians and white lesbians also co-opted the feminist movement from black women. I was about to say all the white lesbians I know are very fake, fake black. They want to, you know, white gay, white gay men, because they like to do that little neck roll shit. Bitch, don't play with me. Don't play with me. I know who you're talking about, Landon. Because he's very, he uses that very black woman aesthetic, which is an aesthetic as I've grown older. I've realized that I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate all facets of our, our being as black people. They're bougie ass black people. They're educated as fuck black people. And they ghetto ass black people who live in a shit with the hard, pump it up hairstyles and the spritz and a lot like i appreciate all of us in all of our skin and don't take our shit don't appropriate our shit because a lot of them try to be disingenuous and they'll say oh well is it appreciation or is it appropriation bitch it's appropriation the problem i have with that though is when they take what we do and this is just i'm gonna just give it to you it's for white people in general 
I hate the fact that we can be we didn't we've done so much since the beginning of time for us. Like there's a lot of black culture and black things that we just do and oh that's ghetto when we do it or I don't like that. That's not acceptable. And then let Kylie Jenner or the next white girl that's popular on Instagram, whatever she do it, all of a sudden it's Vogue yeah. mag it's on Vogue magazine and it's the new trend. And it's like because I know at one point cornrows was a trend and I was like what remember boxer braids like yeah that's not a new trend sweetheart it's not a new trend you know I've seen it with dreads and all of a sudden now dreads is acceptable in the workplace because white people doing it baby that's not your thing it's not a new trend stop saying that it's really disrespectful towards us and I hate it And, and you know what that's even more of like and it kind of like goes back into Ellen. That's even more why certain things are racist in the workplace and people don't realize it. Like shit like that, like, oh, now it's acceptable. When you tormented us for our hair for years in the workplace and you told us was wasn't acceptable or this and that and then not because it was an aesthetic on us and it was a way for us to individualize ourselves from you. And how dare we not try and you know be like you because you're you're the pinnacle right you're not the fucking pinnacle newsflash you have no culture you have nothing the, the culture that you have you have stolen from everyone else even with ellen and this last thing on her i feel like with ellen it's okay for her to dance and go up and down the steps but let and i don't even like this person but let oprah have been dancing up and down her steps and Cause the way Ellen dances, you could tell she's trying to be like the the black culture, but she's not really doing it to the point where it's bad. But let Oprah have been dancing up and down her steps, it wouldn't have gotten the same reaction as oh that's Ellen's thing. Like no, it's really not. And I I kind of feel a little bad because I'm with you. Like I was a fan of Ellen. Like I I actually grew up. I remember I <laughs> the Ellen sitcom coming on, and. I'm I'm a little dis also I'm this disappointed because she's from here, Ellen's from New Orleans originally, so I'm a little disappointed in that, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because I don't put anything past white people. I have learned that if you live by that mantra, don't put anything past white people, you will be okay in the world. So do you got do you have anything else to say about the? You have anything, Malika? Yeah. I mean, I watched it in, I used to watch it in college before I went to class, but after that, because I didn't realize they had actually been on that long. It's actually been on 17 years, and I was like, wow, I didn't realize that. Um, But you ain't no Jenny Jones, bitch, and you ain't no Ricky Lake. Bitch, you ain't even Montel, you ain't even Montel Williams, so. Because my grandma used to, you ain't even Sally Jesse Raphael with the red glasses. Cause my grandma used to watch uh, Montel Williams. I never understood what Montel Williams show was about, but I used to watch it with her. Me either. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you what none, none of, of them episodes, I but I used to watch it. The only they said I take Maury. Let the first wig snatch, okay? And Jenny Jones had the first. Jenny Jones got canceled because of a. Uh, Somebody was killed off uh, her show. She got sued behind that. She said she didn't know. She so, said he did know. Act? There's a show on Netflix, a docu series that talks about that case. So, I know I'm very hip 
hip on that case because you know I like that murder shit. But yeah. <laughs> I just think that was wild that he really killed that man. I think, I think he was he was like on he was kind of down low himself and when oh boy did that it kind of like embarrassed him because people probably were like oh you gay you know yeah. you know how people are well straight people y'all weird um so the next um topic that I'm gonna go into is one that I um kind of broke the internet earlier um well social media um and it was the black emmy nods that came out early also so the emmys uh released their list of nominations today um and there's there's a significant amount of black people from from different you know sub sections and um I was I was kind of happy. So before we kind of delve into the topic, I'm going to actually name a couple of people who were nominated. Um, so Don Cheadle was nominated for well for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. It was Don Cheadle for Black Monday and Anthony Anderson for Blackish. And then we have outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Billy Porter for Pose. Um, this is one I was really excited about. We have outstanding lead actress in a comedy series, Issa fucking Ray. I'm, so I'm so excited for Insecure. I am like. We got Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. I, I'm not. I've never really watched Blackish, so. I've only seen like two episodes, and they've been the episodes with Jennifer Lewis. Um, we got, uh, this is another one. Cause I actually like the show Zendaya for euphoria. Um, I didn't, I actually just started watching the show. We have this, uh, a, a, a guy, Jeremy Pope for Hollywood. I actually just started watching it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people said it was a really good show. I'm excited for this one. Outstandingly actress in the limited series or movie. We have Carrie Washington for Little Fires Everywhere. She, oh, she did, did what the shit. fuck she had to do on that show. We have Octavia Spencer for Self Made. A lot of people had issues with that uh, with that docu series or that limited series. I actually really liked it because it was based off of CJ Madam CJ Walker. And if people actually knew, it wasn't based off of her life verbatim. It was based off of a book that her daughter wrote. Um, and the last one, I'm really excited because I am a I am a geek. Um, I am a comic book person. I love. Um, DC Comics and Marvel Comics, and we have Regina King for Watchmen. If you guys have not watched the show Watchmen on HBO, watch it. And Yaya, did he get Yaya too? Yaya also, a, a, a New Orleans native, also was nominated for an Emmy. A lot of people don't know he's from New Orleans, but he definitely is. Um, there's actually a lot of people. Oh, another one. Um, so outstanding supporting actor in the limited series, we have Titus Burgess, which I'm excited. He got nominated for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, we have Yaya Abdul Mateen from Watchmen. We have Jovan Adepo from Watchmen, and we have Louis Gossett Jr., the legend himself, from for Watchmen as well. 
And I'm going to do one more. There's so many, y'all. But I'm going to actually do one more. Oh, my God. There's so many. I'm so excited. But we have, um, you know what? So Yvonne Orgy from Insecure was also nominated. And then we have Outstanding Guest Atrix in a Comedy Series. Angela Bassett for a Black Lady Sketch Show. Maya Rudolph for The Good Place in Saturday Night Live. She was nominated twice in that same category. Maya Rudolph, for anybody that doesn't know, is the daughter of Minnie Ripperton. Um, and we also have Wanda Sykes for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, so, yes, um, those are just some of the the categories. Y'all, I mean, look. Oh, my God, one of my favorite actors. I just looked at another one. I'm sorry, y'all. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. We have Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul. He's one of my favorite actors. Yes. He he is, like, underrated as fuck because, I mean, he goes all the way back to school days. He's not underrated in our community. We not in our community. We know who the fuck he is. Um, he is. He's also one of my other favorite movies, uh, Fresh. And people, a lot of people don't remember that movie, but, yeah. Him and, um, what's her, what's her name? Um... And Boucher, right? They were, yes, that's one of my favorite movies. But also um, Jeffrey Wright, who's another great actor in Westworld. Oh, yeah, I love Jeffrey Wright. So, yeah, y'all. Westworld lost me, though. It confused me. I stopped watching. So, how do we feel about these Emmy nods and how this, like, um, oh, shit, I didn't see Mahershala Ali. Was on the list. Oh my god, y'all! Like this is a lot. Um, how do we feel about this? And is 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 this kind of like a history making? Like with this many nominations? Like I'm gonna start with you, Malika. Uh, I am beyond thrilled at all the nominations that uh we're seeing from our community. I'm gonna go with a little conspiracy theory that I I just made it up. Wow. I'm over here cooking and making this salad. So I love how we're getting all these nominations, but now there ain't no Emmys to go to. This one they want to give them to is where the red carpet at. Where's our knives when we got some place to be at? Now everybody from home, they just nominating everybody because they ain't got to see us on TV <laughs> getting them awards. Yep. It, you know, it's bittersweet. That's that's my little conspiracy theory. Um that I'm going with, but it is beautiful. Uh, a lot of my favorite TV shows uh, got nods, nods uh, Insecure. You know, we have our little Insecure watch parties, and uh, Yaya had full frontal on uh, Watchmen, so that alone deserves a trophy, a win, a, a Golden Globe, an Emmy, and an Oscar. I know you don't get them for that, Oscars, but go ahead and give that man one. He had full frontal and full, full back. <laughs> Go ahead and get that man a trophy, please. <laughs> okay, because uh, it did not disappoint. Watch Watchmen just for that. All right, just for that. Uh, just for that, because <laughs> baby, it was worth it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I do think there's some controversy going on that I briefly saw on Twitter about Latinx community not being as fully represented on in the awards. So. It does come with that. Um, I don't know. I, could, I didn't really follow the thread enough to see what was said. 
I do understand that there is, so I was talking about this a little bit earlier, that there is an issue with race in our country. Obviously, we know that. But this country just generally looks at race black and white, and it does not really include all the other people of color as of yet. Like, when we think diversity on TV, we normally think of it in terms of we want to see more black people on TV, which we do. But I also want to see more other people of color, like, you know, all the other people of color. There's a lot of other people of color out there uh, other than us, which I love us, and I do want to see a lot more of us, but I do want to see inclusivity of everyone else because this is America, and it's not just black and white. Um, Although America, don't get me started on this country, but America only looks at race in terms of black and white, and just because we haven't dealt with that yet, that's why you only see diversity when we talk about awards and things like that. You don't see a lot of other communities included just yet because America hasn't dealt with the black and white yet. But that's, I don't know what was said, but that's what, uh, I think it was Dasha from, uh, what is it? Was that TV show she was on? Orange is the New Black. She made some comment. Black Twitter is angry right now, I believe. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I don't know, because I didn't read the full story and I don't have time for all that, all the threads, but I would like to see some inclusivity of people of color and I would like to see more inclusivity of black people as well. I don't group black people into people of color. That is not my thing. I am black. I am not a person of color, uh, but there are other people of color. I don't know all the ethnicities, but I would like to see them represented as well. Okay. I, I'm happy that um, a few people are getting, well, not a few. It's a lot of them. It's a lot. I'm happy that they're all getting the recognition that they, they deserve because the shows that they were working on and what they got nominated for, outstanding uh, earlier you mentioned Carrie Washington's role in Little Fires Everywhere. She killed it. Like she really made you almost you like you understood her but you hated her. You know? She she played that role. Especially up against somebody like Reese who always kills those roles that she gets like that. She she kinda outdid herself. I'm very happy for I'm happy for Insecure and Issa, but I'm more happy for Yvonne because even though I hate Molly, and y'all heard me say this before, I love her as an actress, and I think that she's extremely talented, and I think that just knowing her story and watching her stand up and stuff like that, and knowing her actual background, she's very deserving. She's very humble as a person. Like, her actual personality is, like, the opposite of Molly. My conspiracy theory <laughs> regarding all these nominations, I feel like... I'm happy, but at the same time, in the back of my mind, it's almost like, is this because of what's going on in the community and in the world? Are you trying to make sure you don't get canceled? Because before, you know, all of these big award shows, not saying we weren't welcome, but it was, you get very few nominations. But now, all of a sudden, you get this long list because, is it because you don't want to get canceled? That's all I have. And it's very smart because I don't want to discredit the people who did get nominated because they deserve it. So that's why I keep it very small in the back of my head. Is this because, you know, Black Lives Matter and 
at this point in the community, you know that we're in a position of power almost because when everybody's banding together, we're getting these everything canceled. Like everybody's getting up out of here. You don't want to get up out of here. But to also kind of segue into what she said about the Latin community, I just feel like it's not your time to to want to voice your opinion because just like black people have been defending ourselves and we've been standing up. And it, even before then, we've always been in an uproar about nomination and things. Now, all of a sudden, uh, a lot of African-Americans get nominated and, oh, well, what about the Latin community? Um, what about y'all? That's really how I feel. What about y'all? <laughs> like, uh, and then it's the statement that, I don't really know how to say her name, Deshaya, Desha, Desha, Dasha, Dasha, the first part of her, if it's only us speaking up on it, no one cares. What about when black people were the only people speaking for us? Were y'all coming to our defense? Because I don't remember it. I don't recall it. And then it's the silence from those that fight for equality, but only their equality. I don't see Latin America fighting for us. So, I, I need to actually... Oh, yeah, I got the tweet pulled up. Yeah. I need to actually speak on that for a minute because I actually thought that she identified as... Um, Afro Latina. Not today. And then now here we go because black people have been fighting for the rights of everybody, sweetheart. Okay. Civil rights movement wasn't just about black people. The civil rights movement was about a lot of communities. And you know what happened with that? We fought and those same communities rode our coattail. And then guess what? When we got them their rights or when we got what what they what, what everything they got off and then they started to um assemble into white community. Because let's not forget that a lot of Latin people, Latin ex people identify as white. Right. Whenever it's convenient for them. You never hear them identifying as black unless it's some shit that will work in their favor. So let's not do that, Tasha. Like that, I don't like. And I actually like her. Like she was one of my favorites on Orange Is the New Black. But let's not start this war because I don't think this is the war that you. Because black people have historically fought for the rights in this country, and y'all sat back and didn't do shit. Because when it was y'all being thrown and y'all kids being thrown in cages, and and we were mm-hmm. we were the main ones being vocal about that shit. We still are the main ones. We still are the main ones. But a couple years ago with the with Trayvon Martin and this and that, I remember a lot of y'all on there agreeing with white people. And then now all of a sudden, now this year with the Black Lives Matter movement, now that there's a lot of white people on board, now all of a sudden y'all are on board. Save me with the, like, save, save me that. I will say save it for Oprah because that's an old saying, but I'm going to say save it for Ellen. (laughs) Also, just to be real clear, and even since quarantine, now I've been watching a lot more TV than I ever have in my life. And I might catch a lot of slack for this, but just just to be cute and clear, honestly, what do y'all have on TV that y'all are doing that's really, like, black people, we had to create you know our own lane so Issa had to create insecure you know carrie had to get that role in little fires everywhere we had to have shows like pose you know we had to work our way in and create our own series for people to recognize us what have they really done what series have y'all created what have y'all put on television netflix hulu 
for your people because I'm not seeing it and I'm on that all the time looking for something new to watch. I could tell you a lot of white shows. I could tell you some some Asian, Chinese, Japanese. I could tell you a lot of them shows. I'm not seeing y'all represent for your yourselves. So why should I work harder for you? Because we still we black people we're getting there, but we're not as far as we should be. So we still got a fight that we working for every single day. If y'all not fighting for yourself, what what? Because we've been fighting for them, but at the same time, they exclude us as us. So what do you get out of that? Like, you're discredit, And I almost feel like you're discrediting all of those people once again, which is why I said what I said earlier when I said I only have a smidgen of, is it because of this? Because she basically discredited everybody that got nominated without saying it. Like, oh, y'all not deserving. It's just because y'all basically up right now. I don't like that. Don't, don't shade us because they're going to cancel you like they are on Black Twitter right now. And let's be real, mommy. <laughs> like, I'm about to be totally real with you. Um, you wasn't that great of a damn actress on Orange is the New Black. There was a lot of girls out acting you. Okay. Uzo Adoba was one of them. Okay. Samara Wiley was one of them. Out acting your ass. Because you was real basic and you was probably just playing yourself. Okay. Let me read you for a minute. And then also, I know because you're right. You were trying to, in so many words, Discredit the people on that fucking list, but who you ain't gonna ever discredit is Miss Angela Bassett, oh, yeah. Regina King, Cicely Tyson, because these yes. women have put in the work. Regina King has been consistently working since she was 15 years old, probably younger nice. than that. Okay, still looks good. Back when she was on 227. Okay, Cicely Tyson has been consistently working since what, Sounder? This is the beginning of film. <laughs> there you go. Her and Betty Wright. Betty White. Not Betty Wright. R.I.P. Um, Betty White. They've been working consistently. They were off. Disney Plus, if any of the listeners want to give me their login information, I would definitely greatly take it. Um, I canceled Disney Plus and because um, I have too many streaming services that I pay for currently and I was like, I'm not doing it. Um, Apple Music or iTunes faithfully takes their fucking money out. That little $14.99. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, but back, back, to, back to that. Look, I don't even want to give her any any credence John Leguizamo also said something and I was like uh Chi Chi I know who he is but just saying his name like Chi Chi don't do it Chi Chi was his character from um Tu Wong Fu (laughs) Tu Wong Fu that's one of my favorite movies but but honestly they doing all that uproar and if we just say your name most people they're not gonna know you no I mean you were on you were in Orange is New Black and you were in that other movie 
that was like an all black movie and you you identified as black on that movie so I'm don't do it girl you gotta be like the cute lady girl with the they don't know your name. The, the Dominican, the, the, the Latin girl with the African features. Mm-hmm. If we, if we being honest. Yeah, with the, with the black nose and the full lips and the hips and the booty. Canceled. Okay. Don't do it. And all, like there you, and I'm, I agree with y'all. There was a way you could have did that without like shading the people that were on that list right. because those people work fucking hard. Easter yeah. Ray works fucking hard. Even Orgy has worked hard. Fucking Lewis, you, you bitch, you throwing shade at Lewis Gossett Jr. Do you even know who the fuck Lewis Gossett Jr. is, bitch? Don't do it. Don't do it. So there's always a time and place. Always a time and place. Create something. Because all of those other ones have created their lane. What they're in, what they've been doing, or they have cultivated their careers long enough. That's why I said, Atlanta community, y'all not putting nothing out. Like, Insecure is made for us. Right. You know, Pose was made there for us. There was a the whole you, post about not there nothing. not being any Latin, Latinx people on Insecure. Oh, they can get over that shit. And well, apparently, well, right. but apparently, Kelly know. is Latinx on the show. She, she's Latinx. But they don't have Latinx is, people that look a certain way. That's what they want. It's for black. It's black. It, the show is targeted to black millennials, and that's what that's honestly that kind of gets on my nerves too. When I hear like there, there's a lot of like, and I think we talked about this before. There's a lot of people who are like in a different. They're like Gen X, and they like, oh, this show is this and this, and they complain about the show. I can understand when something is not targeted to my demo. When I watch certain shows or listen to certain that's music, I'm like, this not targeted to me, so I understand like this night for me. So. I'm not going to judge it in the realm of it being targeted to me. So I just look, girl, go sit down, Dasha. Um, wash your drawers. Go do something. I don't know what the fuck you need to do. Girl, maybe next year you can get on the list. But to this, get in a show and then you could be nominated for a fucking Emmy. So um, <laughs> the, the next topic that i actually wanted to uh so kind of with the emmys the emmys going to actually segue into some of the tv um segment so i wanted to introduce some new shows that i've been watching and kind of give some recommendations on some new shows uh, what i like to do every now and again um <clears throat> so one of the shows that i've been watching is a show on it's a reality show on own it's called love and marriage huntsville um y'all it's so good um it's produced by carlos king and if anybody know who the fuck carlos king is he was he was the original producer of housewives of atlanta and also the original producer from love and hip-hop atlanta so back in the seasons where it was like real fucking messy he was the producer he was allegedly the producer that started that shit between candy and phaedra with the rape allegations because him and Candy had apparently fell out. But so he produces this new show on own. It's these three couples, these three black couples. Um, they're in Huntsville, Alabama. Apparently Huntsville, Alabama is is really thriving, especially the black community. A lot of people there work for NASA because um, they have that NASA uh, facility not far from them. Um, a lot of people there, you know, it seemed like they're well-to-do. They're upwardly mobile black people. Um, 
and yeah, it's a good show. Um, one of the characters on there, they're like the husbands are all well, except for one, but two of the husbands are pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> the wives are sometimes like not likable either. Um, it's just a really good show. It comes on on the own channel. I think it usually comes on a Saturday night, but you can watch it on demand if you have that channel or the app. Um, it's a really good show, so I do recommend it. Also, so there's another show called Family or Fiance that premieres right after Love and uh, Marriage Huntsville. Cause I almost said Love and Hip Hop, but Love and Marriage Huntsville. Family or Friend, Family or Fiance is like a show where like two people there are uh, getting married. They're, they pick three family members to come together and tell them why they shouldn't get married. That shit is as messy as it sounds. And they either at the end, once the family kind of like puts all their, their, you know, their shit out or why they shouldn't get married at the end, like they kind of come up to a decision if they're, if they're going to go forth with the, their wedding or if they're going to just wait. Um, They don't fist fight. But they definitely get into it. Like there's some family members that be with the shits. Um and um I actually saw someone um I actually was into another podcast that they actually were discussing and I was like, Oh, let me go watch this and I watched it and I was like, Oh, I'm hooked. <clears throat> so I actually went and looked at old episodes, and I was like, Oh, this shit is this is messy. This is my kind of T V. So, um, but yeah, those are the two shows I kind of recommend for you guys to go watch. Um, let me know how you like it. Um, I may actually start recapping the show in the TV segment. So um, depending on, you know, how that goes, I'll, I may add it to the TV segment. Um, so the next show that we're going to recap, one of my faves, is I May Destroy You. Yes. Um... This is going to be a spoiler. So both shows we're going to do. I've made to show you NP Valley. It's going to be a. Uh, um, I've been drinking this margarita. So I just lost her in my thought. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so you might. Big spoiler alert. So you might want to um, skip this. Skip ahead. Because we are going to discuss this in depth. Um, I know Malika did not watch the most recent episode of I May Destroy You. So I don't. She may want to actually mute us. I don't care. So she doesn't care. So we're gonna go ahead with it. I'm actually gonna go let D start first. Um, and then <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, I actually, and then I'm gonna kind of end the the uh, the show recap. So D. So just to let y'all know, I watched I May Destroy You three times this week. Because I had to figure out how I really felt. I'm not going to lie. Because this episode made me feel. It's almost like when you like somebody. And you know y'all friends. Or you know you really fuck with them the long way. And they do some shit. And you just don't know like. "Mm, You wasn't supposed to do that. That's kind of how it made me feel. So. First of all Terry. I've been iffy with Terry for about. Since episode two. I just. I think that she tries to put on the front that she has Bella's best interest in heart and she does not because if you 
look at me as a friend and you're like, oh, I maxed out my credit cards. Buy me a flight to Italy to see a man that ain't texting me back. Girl, go home. We can go get drunk or something, but I'm not about to buy you a plane ticket to go pop up on this man that don't want to talk to you, obviously. I just think that she tries to be supportive and make it seem like I'm that friend for you. And really, behind closed doors, she's done some fucked up shit towards Bella as well. I feel like it's her guilt that's making her give in to whatever Bella wants. Don't like it. Um, Bella herself. (laughs) I think that she was dead ass wrong this episode because what you're not about to do (laughs) is... now. Granted, I have to give her credit for she did find out that the investigation was closed and they didn't find out who assaulted her. So she's having, she's having a mental moment. So I'm going to give her that. I'm not going to say she's just wilding out for no reason. She's going through a mental process of trying to process the fact that the person that did this to her at this point in the show is not going to be caught. They're closing the investigation. That's it. So it kind of... It's almost like she was pretending to be fine and as soon as they told her that she fell apart. Like you could see her throughout the whole episode slowly falling apart. Now, that aside, her popping up at Bellagio's place, breaking in, <laughs> sitting on this man's couch and when he walk in, she acting real normal like, you supposed to be there? No. Absolutely not. You can't do that. And then when he put her out, <laughs> instead of just leaving accepting your L... She banging and screaming on the man door for it. And you could tell it was a long time by the way that they, like, did it. Because, like, she'll walk off and come back. She'll, like, scream, stop screaming, start back screaming. And he ended up pulling a gun on her. Now, at first I was like, that's too far. I said it was too far. And then I had to put myself in Bellagio's shoes. I promise you. Bellagio, my bad. (laughs) Y'all, I've been drinking this margarita, too. (laughs) But I had to put myself in shoes. If I was at home, you'd have broken to my house. I'd have to put you out, lock you out, and then you bang on my door for an undisclosed amount of time, and you scream at the top of your lungs, and I live in an apartment complex. I might open the door with a gun too, like, baby, you gotta go. You're doing too much, you gotta get the fuck. So, at first I was like, he did too much, and then I had to double back and be like, in real life, and if it was me, I would have done the same thing. You know, because he don't know, Bella's clicking out at this point, like, I mean, he could have been a little sympathetic, but he wasn't talking to her. He was making it clear, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to talk to you. You done broken his house. He done already been nice enough to just put you out because you break into my house, you're going you're gonna to have to catch it. <laughs> I wouldn't have tried to talk to her and done any of that. Like, you broke into my shit. <laughs> you got me fucked up. So I feel like he gave her enough leeway at first. He gave her some room to kind of just leave peacefully, and she just clicked out. And so he had to, he had to do what he had to do. And I get it. They they used to have been in a relationship, but crazy people, women are crazy, men are crazy. And if this was everyday life, she could have went to jail. He could have called the police and sent her to jail. His neighbors could have came out thinking somebody was breaking in or something. It's a lot of factors that go into that. So that's how I feel about that. I feel like she was wrong, and I feel like maybe he could have been nicer, but I can't fault him for pulling a gun when if it was me, I would have did the same shit because you're not about to play with me. Male, female, I don't care. About to put you six feet under if you don't get off this fucking doorstep. Now, I did feel bad in the end when she was in the ocean because I could just tell at that point she was completely defeated. You know, her case is not getting solved. The man she want to be with just put a gun on her. She stuck with no phone service, ain't got no minutes, no nothing. All she got is a return flight home. 
and she got to sleep on the beach in the sand. That's enough to drive anybody crazy. That alone, like, I think she took too many L's back to back to back, and it just all hit at once. And I feel I feel bad for her because mentally, that's a lot to take in and try to be strong by yourself, especially when you can't even call a friend. So. I'm just interested to see what happens after this because she's completely broken down. There's there's no further down she can go. There's no more. This is rock bottom. And with Kwame, I think with him, they, they did a fine line of, for one, and me and you talked about this, David, when him and the girl was talking about the words, and I don't, I don't typically use this word, but I'm going to just say it because this is the issue on the show fag and nigga and he was okay with her saying nigga but he wasn't okay with her saying fag she was okay with saying fag but she wasn't okay with saying nigga and my thing is they were both proving each other's point because both words are wrong to say you know you shouldn't get a pass for one uh derogatory term but you can say the other one and he wasn't offended by her because she she didn't want to say nigga he was like oh just say it just say it but then when she says fag all of a sudden he's up in arms and you shouldn't say that. Well, she shouldn't say nigga either, but she's trying to give her a pass. If you don't give her a pass for one, you got to give her a pass for both. If you're not going to give her a pass for one, don't give her a pass for the other one. And vice versa, you shouldn't feel comfortable saying one term and not the other one. Do I think that he should have told her that he was gay beforehand? Yes and no. <laughs> And I say yes and no because we are not really inclined to know everybody's past. Because if a straight man, you don't ask him. And well, when you're a real adult, I'm going to just get it. <laughs> when you're a real adult, you don't ask, well, who all did you sleep with? And have you ever slept with a man? I, I, I don't think I've ever asked a man straight out unless I had like, unless I knew something was up. I've never asked a man, have you ever slept with a man? You ever did this? You ever did that? So for... I get where she's coming from, where she would have liked to know, but in normal everyday life, we didn't probably all came in contact with a man that is love with a man and you don't know it. So, Damn I mean, God. and she enjoyed the sex, so, I mean, <laughs> I just think that she was too upset because she never asked him. So, if you never asked him, he never told you. It's not like he lied. You just never asked him. And, I mean, you still enjoyed it, so... And her thing was she just wanted a black guy. So I didn't feel bad for her because all you wanted, I just want a black guy. I love black guys. Well, you got you one, all right. Now what? <laughs> so, okay. Um, I'm actually going to start on that part because um, the problem, y'all, I'm losing my train of thought. I maybe should stop <laughs> sipping on this margarita. Malika didn't got bull over there. She didn't age. She laying back on her couch. Um, what? So the white she was Greek. So she was definitely um white. She was definitely white. She was So um okay. Do I feel like he should have told her that he was gay? No, it, that wasn't her business. Um, because do you? I feel like people focus more on that, but are you like, you would like to know if he was gay, but are are you like, did you ask him like, what's his like HIV status? Like, what does he have any STIs? Like you fucked him, 
But oh, you got to tell me you gay. Unless keep it pushing, you enjoyed it. You know, so on that scene, I felt like it was a like a a, a very like a dichotomy between the scene of him being um, assaulted or raped, um, because of the way like oh boy kind of like you know did him and he really kind of did her the same way. So it's really kind of I'm gonna tell you what I kind of interpreted from that. She kept asking for it that way too. Have you ever like heard of like transfer of emotion? Um, I felt like that was like a transfer of emotion, right? Like, oh boy did it to him because from like sexual assault victims and rape victims, I've heard like they live with this burden, right? Like literally somebody took something from them, but it, oh, they also gave them something. They gave them something to live with for the rest of their lives. And I felt like, and maybe this is just me like overanalyzing, but I felt like he was living with that. And then, like, to have sex with her, he transferred that, right? Like, it's like, and in this, almost in the same way, and it was like, you know, the way, the same position is like, okay, I'm going to give you what he gave me, right? So, that's what I kind of took from that, and my mom is calling me, hey, ma. Um, so, that's what I kind of took from that scene. Um, I am with you. I, I kind of was a little aggravated with him, and... Kwame has been the character that I have liked so far that's not that wasn't flawed up until this point because Arabella is flawed as fuck. But I think that is on purpose because if you have watched TV with, you know, over time, like they we always have one perfect character, right? That could do no wrong. And then you have these very flawed individuals around them, or usually one or two flawed people. And I think as of late with Insecure and um, I May Destroy You, even Little Fires Everywhere, there are these very flawed individuals that you can't necessarily root for because you're like, I hate you. Like, I hate what you did here, but I like what you did here as well. Right. Um, So I think that is on purpose because our our emotions are really everywhere with these shows. And I'm actually going to go back because... um, I'm going to segue off of I May Destroy You, but I'm going to come back to I May Destroy You because I'm not finished with Arabella's ass. Um, it was announced today that uh, Netflix acquired the rights to a lot of 90s black sitcoms. Um, one-on-one, Girlfriends, Moesha, The Parkers, Half and Half, Sister, Sister. Like, I literally can't wait. But we're going to go to girlfriends because I want to actually a lot of I've actually had a lot of arguments with people about how Joan was a a, be, a, a not the best fucking person. Joan was fucked up in a lot of ways. She played victim. And I want you to realize in the early seasons, she was the perfect character. But I think they kind of realized what they were doing there and they made her flawed. They made her flawed. They made you not kind of like her and some fucked up decisions that she made. And a lot of people, you know, we tend to identify with these characters based off of how we are as people. And even with Molly and Insecure, there are a lot of people who I, I, who agree with Molly. And I'm like, well, you're just as fucked up as she is, right? And I can see myself in a lot of, even like shit, living single. If we being honest, living single 
Khadijah wasn't all that great. She made some fucked up decisions as well. Her, one of her fucked up decisions, and I'm and I'm dying on this ledge. I'm gonna die on this hill. Her, one of her fucked up decisions was Scooter, cause I did not want her to end up with Scooter, but a lot of people wanted her to end up with Scooter. Girl, fuck Scooter. Scooter was a fuck nigga. Who? Which one? The Scooter was he the doctor? No, Scooter was the one. The baby, I'm back. <laughs> Would always pop up in her life every time she something was going good and he would come and interrupt it and then leave again. He was that person because Scooter was the one when she was dating that old fine nigga with the gray with the gray patch in his head and she was getting ready to move in with him. Alonzo, I think that was his name. And he came and baby I'm back. Do you think that some characters are so they're so flawed that you start to look over the flaws when I say that? Like Max, I was thinking about Maxine because that was always my favorite. Maxine was, and I'm using, I'm being like overly with this term, but Maxine was so fucked up that it was almost like it's just Maxine. Like, but I don't, I don't necessarily I like, think. I think when I say that, I just mean that Maxine had, she didn't care what she said. It was kind of like she's her and she does what she want to do, and it's almost like she was flawed. But at the same time, it's like I never really thought Maxine. Like I never said in my head, "Damn, Maxine wrong." It was always what. I don't think that she was a flawed. I think the the show actually kind of wanted you to think that the most flawed person on the show was Regine. I never thought. I thought it was in class. No, it was the most flawed person on the show was Regine because she was not the most successful out of all of them, and she was the most. She was the most dense. She was the most vapid person on the show. So she was technically the most flawed person. But there were some things I identify with Regine about because also I too ain't dating a broke nigga. Right? And at the end, she got what she wanted. I don't remember any of this stuff. I'm just gonna let y'all I know. I love Living Single. I'm sorry. But I I also watched Living Single when it first came on. And I actually remember I remember the I actually, you need to go rewatch Living Sing on Hulu, and now. And okay, so back to I may destroy you because I want to discuss like old characters who were flawed, who were set up to be like the titular protagonist, but in this in this essence, like um, I, Arabella is flawed as fuck. Right, like we know that she's flawed as fuck. That shit that she pulled with the boy, although I get it because she was really close to having a mental break, and she just needs something. But he pretty much was a fuck nigga to you when you only thing that they uh, the authorities told him to do was go and give his sample of DNA because you had been raped. And if he really felt a way, uh, had feelings for, towards you, instead of him yelling at you on the phone, he'd be like, "Oh my god, are you fucking okay?" Because I didn't know. Right. But he showed you that he was a fuck nigga because he didn't give a fuck that you had been raped. He just give a fuck about himself. He's a, he's a classic narcissist. Now, is he fine as hell? Hell yeah. But we have to realize when things are not good for us and when people show up. Maya Angelou had a... I, he's cute. Um, I have... <laughs> I, I have a, a famous quote And I'm going to do it in her voice <laughs> Maya Angelou told us When someone shows you Who they are Believe them That's, the, that's, the that's definitely What the fuck she said 
And I live by those words because people will show you who the fuck they are. And it's you look super. This is to you. When Lou showed you who he was, believe him. That's what you should have did. Okay, going back to you. But I'm gonna get off. Of I made a story you because he, although he still was fucked up for pulling that gun on her. Because ultimately, you know what state she was in. Like, you knew what she had gone through. And also, Arabella, you shouldn't have got your fucking ass. You shouldn't have jumped your ass. Although, the I think the flight from, like, London to, to Italy, from the UK to Italy is, like, an hour. So, it's not that long. Um, so, it's, like, from here to Texas or, like, from here to Atlanta. You're right. So... But still, you had no fucking money. That's like me going to chase a nigga in fucking in, in Augusta. <laughs> and I ain't got no fucking money. And this nigga already treated me like shit on FaceTime. <laughs> and blamed me for my own shit. I have not. So, you knew he was a piece of shit. But, girl, y'all, I made to show you is an excellent show. I definitely recommend it. Um, of course, it comes on Monday nights on HBO. I usually catch it on HBO Max. If you have the HBO Go app or also the um, HBO Max app, it come, It actually, the show posts the same time it comes on in real time. So I think it comes on at 8 or 9, depending on where you are. And it um the actually the show is actually posted on there, so you can go on the app and watch it um in real time. So the next show is another one of my fucking favorites. Ghetto, ghetto, fucking fabulous, country as hell. Fucking P Valley. Now Malika does not; she has not started P Valley yet. I have told her to watch it. Um. So she, she's going to watch it, y'all. I'm going to watch it. And then she's going to watch it, and then she's going to be invited on next week to discuss her thoughts. Um, So I'm going to let Dee give a brief synopsis of her thoughts of this past episode. So This past episode was all over the place. Um. I'm going to just go down the characters real quick because that's the best way for me to remember what happened. Mississippi is still the best dancer on the show. She's just so fucking smooth on that pole. I really want a little love story between her and Diamond. I feel like he's what she needs. And so that's just that. They have their little scenes where they all, you know, cutesy, but they try to act like nothing's going on. We see it. Um, I didn't know Gidget was a real stripper like that. <laughs> the bitch is talented. Um, and they randomly introduce her drug dealing boyfriend, but I feel like that's how Clifford is going to get some of his money for the club. So there's that autumn bland, boring over it. (laughs) I just don't see it for her. She says like two words. She's very monotone. Her and Andre deserve each other because they both ain't shit. Um, her, he did a rookie mistake by letting her into his computer. You have big business on your computer. You've taken pictures of her. You're trying to get her job. So, like, why would you let her into your computer? You thought she was that guy, and you you were not. You got played by a stripper. 
that you don't even know. Like, you don't even know her real name. We don't even know her real name. So, there's that. Mercedes, I kind of peeped the that she had a child. I didn't think it was one of the girls on the team. That really shook me. Her mom's a crook. That $20,000 is probably gone. And then her mom, y'all got the loan and the pastor's leaving and you didn't get your spot. Sis, what you gonna do about it? You did all that work, did all that scamming, that crooking, and he passed you up. He looked into your eyes beforehand and was rubbing on your face, make you feel good, and now you looking real dumb. And you should have peeped that. Um, Clifford. Clifford is a bad motherfucker. And I, I fuck with, Clifford is probably my favorite person on the show besides Mississippi. Because Clifford, he gets it fucking done. He didn't trust in Autumn, so he went right to Corbin. Got the information she needed. Then turned around and used Autumn to get Andre in that club. And he read him for fucking filth. And let it be known, like, baby, this P-Valley ain't going nowhere. Whether he owe $55,000, $100,000, he going to get it done because y'all just can't push this club out and scam and get it from up under me. And Lil Murder, I like Lil Murder, but he might as well be him true self, his true self. You like Clifford, just admit it, your trade. It, it is what it is. Overall, I thought this episode was super, I think this episode, it was good, but it's a setup episode. Because a lot of things happen in this episode to where the next few episodes going to have some big moments in it. So I do appreciate what they did with this episode because at the end, Autumn got that $9,000 finally, which was the whole reason why she was rushing to get all the information. She got a li- little license back. I think that this episode is going to set up the next few episodes to be some bomb-ass episodes. So I appreciate that. Once again, I appreciate the shots, the direct, like the directors and everything. They did amazing with the camera angles, making everybody look good. The lighting, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but the lighting in the show is a big deal. Like, in a club, they have a lot of, like, flashing light. Like, I don't even know how to describe the club scene. But they have, like, certain lighting they use for the club, for the fantasy scenes. It's always in blue. Because when Clifford was in that room, he was pretending to be Autumn. It was a blue tone. It's always blue for the fantasy scenes. And then the rest of the scenes, they just end Mississippi real bland and boring. They look real bland and boring. Mm -hmm. Like Mississippi. But uh, overall, I think this episode was probably an 8 out of 10. Maybe a 9. But it was good. It was definitely good. Okay. So the episode, um, I agree. I It was definitely, a, a once again, a good episode. Um, so the, the actress that plays, I think my two favorite characters so far, which they are flawed, but I overlooked their flaws. Because, of course, Miss Mississippi, like, I like her character. M-I, crickulated, crickulated, I, crickulated, crickulated, I, humpback, humpback, I. Um, she's also, a, the, the, the actress, um, her name is Shannon Thornton. She was actually on Power um, a couple of episodes. And she was on another show as well. But when she said that she was on Power, I was like, wow. That's where I know her from. And she also recently, so a lot of people have been talking about the accents on the show, saying, you know, the inauthenticity in, in of the, the accents and how it was hard for them to follow. So she tweeted this from her official uh, Twitter account. And she said, if you can complain about how hard it is to understand the Southern American dialect in P-Valley, but had no problem watching Game of Thrones or The 100, both of which completely 
fictional languages, by the way. Spare me. You will be all right. So guess what? When she posted that, I was like, sis had a point there. Because I think we kind of like don't like the when we hear Southern dialects in shows because especially by black people because it it comes off as very uneducated comes off as very like you know dumb and slow and in all honesty we know that's not the truth because they're very some there's some very educated people in the south um just like there's some very educated people all over in different regions and they're very dumb and, and slow people in every fucking region but sis had a fucking point because shit, there was some shit on Game of Thrones that I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, but we watched it anyway and we loved it. So I think we could give that same love to P Valley. Um, so Autumn is definitely not my, but I think that's on purpose. She's not my favorite character. Also, Mercedes. I don't know how to feel about her yet because the the, the the feelings are all over the place with her. And I think that, once again, that's on purpose with her is to make us like like her in one instance. Because keep in mind, there are they are exotic dancers. So it's like, okay, we're supposed to like not like her in one, one instance, but like feel for her in the other, right? Um... So she's she's still I'm she's still on the fence with me, her and Autumn both. Um now, you see Uncle Clifford, baby. That is one of my favorite characters. Uncle Clifford gives it to you bitches. Uncle Clifford ain't playing no fucking games. When he had that fucking that fucking uh what is that shit called? That uh that can can thing on that had puffed his outfit out when he was standing. It was very antebellum-ish when he was, because I, I wanted people to understand the reference that he, how he was dressed. Okay, you had, he was standing in the middle of a fucking cotton field in Mississippi. He was dressed like it was 1873 with the hair, the, the fucking bouffant-ass hair with that lace umbrella with that red-ass, bad-ass lace fucking shirt on with them jeans with them heels like uncle clifford was giving it to you girls every episode he consistently outdresses you bitches um also in the fantasy room when andre walked in that bitch and he thought it was autumn sitting behind that throne chair he threw that fucking leg up and did that little spin i said oh bitch i ain't no good because here's the thing now am i what you would call, I think Uncle Clifford would be considered, because, you know, there's there's a lot of umbrellas. He will be considered non-binary, right? Um, I'm not non-binary, but I identify with his character the most because our personalities are very similar. Like, he ain't going to let nobody walk over him. He's going to read the fuck out your ass. And he's funny as fuck. And that's just me. And, you know, I'm also adorable to add on, you know, on top of that. But the show is really good. I definitely recommend it. I see a, it's, it, it definitely trends on Twitter on Saturday. I mean, on Sundays. Um, if you have the Stars app, it, the show, the episode actually drops. So a lot of people don't know that, that on Stars, a lot of the shows that premiere on Sundays, the episode drops the night before. 
So if what? you have the app, like you could just watch it early. So that's the privilege of the people who actually have the app. All you other broke bitches, watch it on Sunday. Bye bye. So, um, so we're kind of we're actually kind of going over time, guys. So, um, I'm actually going to speed it up a little bit. Um, I have kind of like some some honorable mention topics. They're not really topics. I just wanted to give kind of like a kudos to these two people. Um, Drake, my fellow Scorpio brother, um, actually broke the record for the top 10 Billboard entries on the Hot 100 list. Hey. hey so congratulations to Drake. Um, stop stalking Rihanna. Why the fuck you at her uh, in, in Barbados? Drake, go home. I like you, but go home. With your, with your flat booty ass. Because the... He definitely has a dad by and that don't don't tattoos like Drake. Why you let them? Why you let your son draw on you? You took you for that. But anyway, um, and I also definitely I want to get serious for a minute. I want to wish a speedy recovery for Meg The Stallion. Um, I know a lot of people had jokes and shit on 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 Twitter and Instagram. A lot of so fucking celebrities who need to go sit their fucking asses down somewhere or need to be shot them fucking selves. Chrissy Teigen, I'm talking to you. But um, 50 Cent, I see why you were shot nine times. Fuck him and his apologies with his ugly ass. He ugly. I ain't taking shit from him. Um, He fugly. He probably just got good dick though. But he ugly um, And then he said shit about black women a couple weeks ago Yeah he said we weren't excited or something. They're not excited so fuck him Fuck him Deeply fuck him um, But this is not about Meg This is about I mean this ain't 50 It's about Meg um, To get serious I, It's really fucked up what happened to her And you know She really could have had her You know, This could have been really bad for her so I really wish her well and she really doesn't I know she lost her mom, her grandmother and kind of people that were really close around her. So I just really wish she gets some guidance, some someone that can come into her life and kind of guide her in the right direction. I I do wish that for her. So um Meg I wish you a speedy recovery and um I actually saw earlier that Lizzo sent her like candy. a lot of candy with and a stuffed bear. Lizzo is such a fucking treat. Like I love her. Um, even though white people, Beyonce sent her flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shading Beyonce. That was nice of her because I feel like she needs to surround herself with the Beyonce and the Rihannas of the industry because they'll guide her. You know, and I feel like she had that. But I'm gonna tell you, Meg, stay the fuck away from them Kardashian Jenner girls. Okay. They don't end well. They don't end well for black men. It definitely don't end well for black women. Look at Jordan Woods. Hello. So, so um, I'm. So I'm. Uh, if you guys have any shout outs that you want to do, this is the, we come to the end of the episode. Um, I like. I'm gonna start with you since you're our special guest. Any shout outs? I feel put on the spot. I don't have any shout outs. I like to shout out. Uh, you, David, for inviting me on your very amazing podcast. This was my first podcast, so I was a little nervous. Um, um, I had fun 
this was just like, and I've always wanted to do a podcast, which is crazy. Um, I'm anxious to see how I sound. Do I sound like a man? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was cool. So thank you. You're welcome. I think a lot of people don't like their um, to hear their voice in playback. When I'm editing the show, when I hear my voice, I'm like, eh, eh, like, I constantly like, eh. you know that that gif with it, the per- the little things like, eh. <laughs> that's how I am <laughs> doing the edit. But I've gotten used to it. Uh, I think sometimes I sound very eloquent. Um, I think you do. So and and you and I don't think you sound like a man at all. So once again, um, but you're welcome back anytime. Um, I, I enjoyed you. You definitely, you add something. We've, we've talked, we've been friends for a while. So I know that you have some insight to add to a lot of topics. So D, do you have any shout outs? Um, the only shout out I have, um, shout out to Saucy Santana. Um, he definitely dropped the album today. I've listened to it four times now, all the way through. He did his thing and I think he's putting on for, his community and I definitely just think that he actually can rap and he's talented so if you have knowledge to it everybody go listen to Pretty Little Gangster but that's my shout out and I do have some I have some closing remarks um, I just don't give any closing remarks but I think I actually want to start doing that and kind of do some positivity at the, end of, at the end of the episode since we talk so much shit about people um <laughs> I just want to send love to people, man. Like we are, we are in a time, and we're actually going to be in in years from now. We're going to be talking about this. This is going to be a historical moment with COVID and everything else that is happening um, in in the midst of this. So I just, I just want people to just show love to the fellow person. You never know what they're going through. You don't ever know actually if they actually are just recovering from COVID. If they have uh, lost someone due to COVID. So just be kind. Except to white people that are fucking assholes. Tear them bitches to shreds. Fuck them. Because if they are me. Here. Okay. Down. I'm going to talk about both sides of my neck. I return energy. So bitch if you fucked up to me. I'm going to be fucked up to you. Okay. So know that when you meet me. Okay. But. um, And that. I'm going to close the episode and we will see you guys next week. Peace.